Welcome to the One One. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 146 is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Over in Melbourne this weekend for the Cox Plate. So we're doing a remote um, preview only edition of the One One. And I am zooming in alongside the one and only Terry Layton, the Perth Racing Guru. G'day, Terry. G'day, Mr. Ryan. How's your, uh, how's your trip thus far? Yes, very good thus far. I landed yesterday, uh, out for dinner last night for my father, Bernie's uh, 76th birthday. So, 76, um, Jay's. He doesn't look a day over, I'd say 45. I'll be Bernie Senior. The way, he go, the way he goes about it on Facebook, he's 142. But um, yeah, he doesn't, just in person, doesn't look a day over 45. So, happy birthday to, to BS. Yes, thank you, old, old Cups Ryan. Yes, uh, and we're over here with uh, my uncle Pete, dad's brother, and uh, my cousin James, of course, who uh, is uh, Jimmy. Uh, one of the one of the heavy hitters at, uh, at Rawa in the Railway Racing Department there. So, um, yeah. Tell you a really good, really good mop of hair on Jimmy at the moment too, actually, as well. I saw him. Yes. Uh, we, we, we're due for a beer. We always catch up and have a few too many on Railway Stakes Day together. But, um, yeah, really good mop of hair. A bit of a uh, – which one coaches Geelong? Chris, is that Chris? Yeah, he's got a bit of the Chris Scott. Yeah, Chris, yeah. Right. There's yeah. a big Chris Scott going on there, isn't there? A lot yeah, of, a lot of continual combing back of the hair and probably in, probably in headband territory. And yeah, <laughs> that really suits him as well. A bit of a, bit of a male model type vibe. And things don't work out. It's a, a WWA for him. Yes, yeah, plenty of potential for uh, Jimmy Ryan. Actually, um, <laughs> the four of us will be heading off to uh, Mini Valley for Manicato Stakes program. You got any morals? Uh, no, I was going to ask you the same thing. Melbourne's not really I wouldn't, our forte. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Let's not shit ourselves. That's not, although, actually, no, I did, I've done a little bit of form on the feature. Bella Nicotina will be getting my money in the uh, in the Manicato tonight. And then okay. we're off to uh, for Cox Plate Day tomorrow. So hopefully there's rain, heavy rain scheduled tonight and tomorrow. Hopefully that sort of goes around Mooney Valley. That's, uh, that's the plan's. So, okay. um, and uh, all the all the all the uh, the track holds up, and we can get through two big meetings and uh, back on Sunday, Guru. So, who's favourite for the Cox Plate? Winks still racing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Animo, 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 the uh, the uh, Godolphin superstar. He is the current favourite. I think he's about two fifty. Um, is Animo for the uh, for the Cox Plate on Saturday? James McDonald. Um, he's a hard man to beat. So, um, yeah. Do a few cox plates, so looking forward to getting back out to the valley. I think this is the last one before they do the big renovations and uh, change the the change the format or the layout of the track. And it's Dad's first okay. cox plate. Um, big racing fan, obviously. So right. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a great weekend. Do you know if um do you know if Daryl Braithwaite we're playing horses on track? <laughs> I okay, so don't quote me, listeners. I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure Robbie Dolan, the singing jockey. Uh, he was on. Uh, yeah, the voice. I saw that. Yeah. Um, my mail is that Robbie Dolan will be filling in for Daryl Braithwaite this year because mm. Daryl's um, um, uh, wasn't able to for some reason. So Robbie Dolan, the singing, the singing jockey, horses pre Cox Plate, it's going to be big. Yeah, that's what you need. I will enjoy. That sounds like a lot of fun. Very envious. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, how, how's your week been? 
Phillips, not left, right, bad, center, mate. no doubt. <clears throat> yeah, not too bad, mate. Just taking it yeah. one race at a time. Tough day Wednesday, good day Thursday. It's the ups and downs. Done the Laverton form, done the Collie. Collie? Yeah, done the Collie form. I kept yep. messaging Scotty Embry yesterday saying, are you sure this isn't a grass track? In my mind, one of these outer country tracks in Western Australia is mm-hmm. grass, but I, I, I could be completely wrong. Is, are any of them, you know, once a year tracks grass? Uh, Something near Bunbury. This is why I thought it was Collie, but it's not. I've, we've gone. I've gone back and looked at the pictures, and it's, yeah, it's definitely. It's, a, it's more of a sand. Dirt. I'd say more of a sand than a dirt. Collie. Yeah, Laverton's proper dirt. Laverton's dirt, definitely. I remember Newman was a grass track. It's not it's anymore. Uh, Port Hedland's 50-50. 50-50. Or oh, probably like twenty eighty, actually. <laughs> Just when you get to the straight, you go bang grass. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. That's, incredible, that's racing when you're literally half and half dirt and grass. That is incredible thought process there, isn't it? Having a yeah, uh, I love um, it. yeah you think maybe one of the uh, the mining mobs up there can uh, can maybe uh, just finish the, the job, <laughs> <laughs> finish the other half of the grass uh, track, surely. Shit. But um, very good. But yeah, no, there's plenty of plenty of country racing for the guru and many others to get stuck into this weekend. But um, as we said in the in the preamble just before, we're going to do a stripped back version. We're just recording over Zoom, so hopefully the audio comes through uh, good and proper for our listeners. So we'll move on to our preview very shortly. But one thing that we do want to discuss, Terry and, and I are both um, very passionate about about this cause, is um, Tanya Harvey, the uh, the daughter of the late uh, trainer Robbie Harvey and uh, bro- um, sister, rather, of uh, Todd and Clint Harvey. Uh, her and a uh, group of uh, mums from... Uh, her hometown where she lives now, Kawarama. Kawarama. Do you know how to say that, Terry? Kawarama. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, they are looking to to raise funds for Beyond Blue by by completing the Coast Trek, which is a 35-kilometer walk from Hamlin Bay to Preveley. That's next Friday that they're going to be doing this. So there's it's a big event and they're trying to the, the whole coast trek in Margaret Rivers is attempting to raise eight hundred thousand for uh, for mental health. So we're we're encouraging obviously people to take a look at Tanya's page there, the uh, the team Robbie Harvey in Coast Track next Friday, and we're encouraging people to uh, to donate as well. So just for everyone's understanding, the money will be going to Beyond Blue. Beyond Blue, of course, is an Australian mental health and well-being organisation. They support programs to address issues related to depression, suicide, anxiety disorders, and other mental illnesses. So. Just having a look on the website now, Terry. Tanya was looking to raise, where are we? $500 was the initial raise, and it's actually got just ticked over 5500 So plenty of support thus far. Terry and I have both donated to the cause. And what we're going to do, and this was an idea of the great man, Timmy Hewitt from Market City Meets, is in, in relation to this week's Get Out Stakes. And we'll talk about this later when we get to race nine of our Ascot preview. So this is the deal. If you donate to Tanya Harvey's Coast Trek Fund in memory of Robbie Harvey and you enter the Get Out Stakes, then if you happen to win the Get Out Stakes this week, you'll get a $100 meat package from Market City Meats, as well as a $100 gift voucher from the Mundaring Hotel. So 
Um, enter the Get Out Stakes, donate to the Robbie Harvey Fund at Coast Trek, and you'll be eligible for a $100 package. Market City Meets, $100 from Mundaring Hotel if you happen to win this week's Get Out Stakes. So when you do log in and donate, please leave your full name and perhaps your Twitter handle in the description so we know that it's you that's that's donated. Of course, there's a list of donors on the uh, on the Coast Trek website, so we'll be able to find you. So yeah, if you can if you can get that donation in, get your get out stakes entry in, and if you if your horse happens to win and you've got the the nearest margin, of course, you'll be eligible for that um, terrific package from Market City Meets and the Mundaring Hotel. So we'll provide all that information on our Twitter page, of course. And yes, yeah, so a great cause and a great thing that uh, that Tanya and her friends down in Kawaramup are uh, looking to do next Friday, Terry. That's bang on. For those that aren't on Twitter, the exact link uh, is www.coastrec, not trek. They're just the one team, .com.au slash fundraisers slash team for Robbie Harvey. And that's Robbie, R-O-B-B-I-E. But as BJ said, he'll lob it all on Twitter. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a great cause. And um, yeah, it's um, yeah amazing job that Tanya is doing, BJ. Yes. So we were hoping to have Tanya on uh, the podcast this week to have a chat to her. Obviously, I'm away and we're doing this remotely, so we're we're trying to uh, keep the gremlins to a minimum. So um, kindly, though, we, uh, we, we sought permission from... From the good men there at Tab Radio, Taylor Cortland, of course, um, Digby Beecham and Timmy Walker. Now, Digby and Tim spoke to Tanya on Tab Radio earlier this week. So we have a uh, their interview that we're going to run on the show now. Um, so sit back and listen to Tanya and what she's looking to achieve um, through the Coast Trek next Friday. And, yeah, if you get an opportunity to donate, all the funds will be going to Beyond Blue. And it's a great cause and it's uh, near and dear to our heart. Um, and especially within um, the racing industry, um, the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations, it's a tough gig and um, we need all the support that we can get. And Tanya is looking to um, to enhance her, her father's legacy by uh, competing and completing the Coast Trek next Friday. So uh, have a listen to Tanya and then we'll be back with our preview for Belgravia Stakes Day. Oh, good morning, Tim. Good morning, Diggers. Good, good mo- morning, listeners. Good morning, Tan. Great to have a chat to you on this Tuesday. As Tim's quite rightly just mentioned, a really significant day for, for the Harvey family and for the broader community on the weekend upcoming. It sure is. Um, we are all participating. There's 30 uh, Kawaramup mummers, uh, ladies walking in teams of four for Coast Trek WA. Um, it's the first Coast Trek in Margaret River. And we're walking um, for Beyond Blue uh, for awareness for mental health. There's 1,300 of us walking from Hamlin Bay to Preverly Margaret River. It's 35 kilometres. We kick off at 6 a.m. in the morning and we hope to finish by 6 p.m. <laughs> in, in the evening. <laughs> you, you hope to, but you have been – well, is, is training the right word? Yes, training is the right word, yes, and Dad's with me all the way. Uh, I have been doing some very heavy beach sand walking. <laughs> yes. Uh, my team members and I, we went to Hamlin to the start uh, yesterday for the very first time, walked the first 7Ks in the heavy sand and then came up to the beautiful Cape to Cape track all along the southwest coastline. Uh, it's magnificent, guys. I encourage you all to come down and uh, get amongst it. So good for our mental health and, you know, so good to have a chat. 
uh, with your friends, with family, with anyone that's on the track. The track is so busy. Like, it's so many people out there at the moment just enjoying nature. What you touched on there about going for a walk, and, and this is a very long one at that, as you, you did say there, Tanya, but just turning off the phone for a little while, forgetting about everything else that's going on in the world and just enjoying being out there in nature and doing walking alongside uh, friends, as what you said there before, a big group of ladies that are going to be taking part in it. How good is it to just stop for a few moments and do something like this? It's the best, Tim. I'm down there, uh, Gracetown, a few times a week, especially since losing Dad. It's been a very special place for me. And I know it's a very special place for a lot of these mums. Uh, we all go down there to talk, retreat, um, yeah, you know, catch a breath, fill our cup up. So, um, yeah, it's really important that we're all doing this. And, and that's why I am. I'm really wanting to extend my connection with everyone that may be feeling unwell, uh, suffering a little and um, I really want to break the stigma, the stigma of, you know, feeling unwell, not feeling yourself and opening up the lines of communication and to break this old school mentality and bring the talk to the table, bring the chat to the table about our brain health. Absolutely. On and let's look after each other and let's look after our brains. I think you just put it really well, Tan. And we talk about the racing industry being very inclusive and and very broad and and that applies obviously on the weekend in honor of of rn who um is going to be remembered quite fittingly on the weekend he is he is perth racing have come on board like oh i'm just so overwhelmed with i've obviously my hometown community's just been so overwhelming but then perth racing has come on board too and they're supporting us by honoring dad um with a race the robbie harvey handicap uh, for Beyond Blue and for Dad on the day. And um, Bree Chisholm has helped me a lot um, with organising this event with um, everyone at Perth Racing. I uh, thank her so much. Um, so we're going to be handing out pink and blue ribbons on the day. Um, and just uh, myself and some teammates um, for the Coast Trek um, will be there on the day uh, in honour of uh, Beyond Blue and yep. Dad and, and wanting to have a chat with anyone and everyone and and welcome everyone down on course um just all being together and and you know just helping each other out and just feeling connected is is what we're what we're after all right so just recap the walk that's happening just give us all of the details once again for those the of our listeners at Bot- happening, yes yep. on friday yep. the 28th of october yes and we will be on. Uh, we will be kicking off from Hamlin Bay, and we hope to get to Preveley by 6 p.m. Um, it is on my Facebook page, uh, Tanya Harvey. If anyone would like to um, help us with the fundraising, we are aiming for eight hundred thousand dollars for Margaret River. We're already at seven hundred and fifty thousand, and I just want to thank everyone for for the love and support that we've received, uh, ongoing and um, already. It's been overwhelming. Thank you to everyone. Tanya, thank you for making yourself available. We know it's a it's a project which is very dear to your heart and understandably so. We appreciate your time this morning on the Sports Daily. Oh, been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. See you on Saturday, everyone. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Belgravia Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we're teaming up to record episode 146 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is, what time is it over your way, Terry? It's about 20 to 9 on uh, Friday. 
the 21st of October. We've got a Friday edition this week. Uh, thanks for your patience, listeners. So we've got Ascot, of course, Saturday, Collie Cup, Laverton Cup, uh, two separate Country Cup days as well on Saturday, and then we head to Northern for their big Cup day on Sunday as well. Terry, are you across the Collie and Laverton form already? It's all been done, and I'm um, while you're talking, I'm actually doing the Northern form. <laughs> really paying attention to you. No, I'm. Um, oh, we're all across. We've got the dirt form all done, and I'll do um, Northern this afternoon once we're uh, yeah, once we've uh, found the nine winners at Ascot. Yeah, we haven't done the Northern yeah. Cup. If you want to have a quick discussion of the Northern Cup, later. yeah, yeah, give the listeners a quick, quick, uh, oh, quick chat at a glance, at a glance. Northern, uh, Cup. very open race, extremely open race. I think Starline will lead. Uh, hard to catch from there, but uh, probably won't be the one that I, uh, one that I find. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very open race. I'm four dollars thirty the field, and I give them all bar basically true attraction a chance. So um, cracking, Just, cracking little. I, it's maybe it's not the the deepest in regards to top line talent, but yes. uh, a lot of horses that are going really well. A lot of points of difference. You got a horse like Uka Loka who won first up last campaign against the Spruker, knocked mm-hmm. us off when we were there on track. BJ and Mumbry. That's right. Yeah. Um, you got a horse like come right back who you think needs a journey, but it was so good first. Up, Eeyore Ways and Floyd are both queries at a mile, but are both hitting the line hard. Dig Deep gets in on the minimum. A race type of setup he hasn't seen in so long. Maricino was great a week ago. Western Temple was probably the unlucky runner. That's the way I'm probably currently leaning. Mm-hmm. Um, pending price, if we can get something near double figures each way. Son of Bacchus was held up the entirety a week ago. So great Northern Cup Sunday. There you go. Looking forward to it. So yeah, plenty of plenty of opportunities to sink your teeth into some West Australian racing this weekend. So stay tuned, Terry. Stay tuned, BJ, throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. As we said, there's a um extra twist to that one, which we'll uh, we've already run through and we'll explain again before the last race, BJ. Mm-hmm. Um and there is no uh, Mundaring Hotel Mastermind competition this week, with it being a remote, um, <laughs> with it being a remote podcast. But next week we will have Michael Heaton taking on Jay Rudy uh, for the title of the um, for the title of the I've forgotten the name of the competition. BJ, it's the uh, WA Racing Media Media Mogul, Mogul Mastermind. Mastermind Tournament. Right. The Fritz. exactly right. Okay, Fritz, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Some money around for Michael Heaton, you reckon? I reckon we need some walk-on music this week, mm. uh, next week for, for both of them heading into the final. So my thing is, if Michael Heaton knocks off Jay Rooney, does he go to Mount Rushmore or does he have to continue on and then win five in a row? Because that'll be three mm. in a row for Mickey Heaton. To be honest, I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> no, what Rooney did to to Brit, poor Brittany last week, you were two you were two words into the question. I reckon yes. next week what you have to do is don't have any questions related to whatever the feature is for that weekend. Yes. Like because yeah. Rooney's all over it and he knows that. So we, we have to and we're not trying to set this up so he loses, but ideally yeah. he does. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's, ga- he's game the system, Jay, but uh, oh, he's, he's just, very, very good. Yeah. Very he's, quick. Too, he's too good. He's too good. He's he's very good, is uh, Jay Rooney. Um, so looking forward to Rooney v. Heaton in the final. The Friss up for grabs. Can't wait. Um, Terry's often jumping in and out of uh, the Betfair world, SEN, giddy up with Gareth. He's everywhere, the guru. So um, there's plenty happening in, in that regard. Uh, written preview this week, Terry. Yeah, it should be online, I think. Um, it's the Betfair yeah. Hub, betfair.com.au. Yes, yes, yes. On, the, on the Betfair Hub. So not um, not as bullish as we have been the first couple of weeks. A lot of mm-hmm. late 
prices only type setup. But uh, yeah, it's all online, all my all my dribblings, if this isn't enough. All right, let's get cracking on Belgravia Stakes Day. And uh, we'll start, of course, with the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Our man Craig Witten, he's up in Kalgoorlie. Been doing a bit of work up there at the Kalgoorlie Boulder Race Club this week. But he tells me that the eight-metre position, the rail position where we are this Saturday is in terrific Terrific order. Our fairest, um, our fairest rail position right at this moment in time in terms of um, uh, leaf length and uh, everything is uh, ready to go for uh, Ascot this Saturday. We're looking at about 24 degrees, a slight chance of a shower, but really it should be a fine day out there at headquarters and uh, a good track. The the times have been pretty sleek. Uh, even midweek, they were running 110s for the 1200 and 129s for the uh, 1500. That's pretty, pretty quick there out at, uh, out at Ascot midweek. Uh, I think the rail was 15 with a cutaway on Wednesday. Um, so obviously the, the track is lightening at the moment, but a little bit of rain during the week at the rail at the eight meter position. Um, hopefully it just takes a little bit of, of the sting out of it, but still. It's good to see fast horses race fast and uh, looking forward to uh, another terrific day's racing out there at Ascot Racecourse. Race one is the Tab Touch. Be better at life. Plate for the three-year-olds over the one, so the two-year-olds over the 1,000 metres. Brave Halo, all the rage. He won the initial plate two weeks ago. Um, he's uh, This is a nine-horse field. He's going to have to jump from the outside gate of nine. There is a little bit of speed engaged, but during the trial replays, there wasn't a heap that caught my eye. I think they could even ride. I know Geordie Turner bounced out. Brave Halo um, on debut, set outside leader and toughed it out. It was a really good win in quick time over a very well-regarded Simon A. Miller runner. But he can even ride a little bit conservative here, grab a bit of cover, and I think he can whip around him and still get the better of this lot. Terry, you got any um, any thoughts on the, uh, the the race for the two-year-old to kick things off? Um, basically, this is the worst $1.70 I've seen in my life. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm almost certain it won't win. Like, I'm just almost – I don't know what's going to beat it, really. But yeah. you're kidding if this is $1.70. Like, you, you're you're proper kidding. $1.70 from the outside gate for a horse that missed a kick in a trial, then jump well. As you said, the speed, it looks like there's a few that like to jump and run here, as there always is with the – Early season two year olds. This can prop. This can win. Um, obviously, but a dollar seventy. Like what? What? This is a four five dollar pop. Uh, I reckon. Yeah. So, have you, have you I, done- I reckon it deserves favoritism at about four bucks. Four five dollars. So yeah, my, my opinion is this: this will get beaten. There. Right. I thought the trials of Twisted Gold, Guarding Heaven, Cashew Later. I thought they were all good trials. Twisted Gold in particular. I thought it was on a real nice hold late. Clint goes on. He he's the jockey that can take a hold out of that early speed battle and have a last yeah. go. Um, that's the one for me, twist of gold each way. Just, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anyone not to back cashew later. I thought that was a really nice trial. It's been with, it's important to know as well, BJ, it's been with Dion the whole way through. Yes. I really okay. like the Dion trained two-year-olds now with the, uh, the Jan Jemmy brothers, um, yep. but it's got the Dion polish and that's obviously his specialty is the, uh, the 400 meter trials, the two-year-olds, but, um, my overwhelming thoughts here, which will mean this wins by five, probably BJ, yeah. is this is the worst dollar 70 pop I've seen in my entire life. Yeah. I, I just don't, just didn't think there was anything that, but we don't me, know. Like, and grabbed me out I thought that they, yeah. they, were, they were all for, they were all basically coming out of four hundred meter trials as well. But that's what um, we see most weeks. So, yeah. Well, Brave Halo and um, uh, Live to Tell all 
both came out of 850 meter trials before they were um, competed in the initial plate. Um, catch the red eye was in the initial plate was scratched had an um, hurt itself uh, morning race morning, but yeah, there's just there's so much speed uh, like underneath here, and um, I think horses like Guarding Heavens probably going to get uh, a, a nice run from two. Catch you later from one, like you said, but the the horse that was interest of interest to me was. Number five, good vibes. It's $18 at the moment. I didn't mind its uh, its trials. It's trialed behind Cashew Later and, uh, sorry, more special in Cashew Later. Thought it went to the line quite well underneath Cash Duran. Stevie Parnham's flying, Neville Parnham's flying. I didn't, I think that from the price point of view, that was the one that uh, that grabbed me. I was pretty keen on Brave Halo on debut. $21 he was. Um, and then uh, $15 or $16. And now he's $1. What an overreaction mm. from the outside gate, theory, mate. I, yeah. My only issue with that Cashew Later is uh, yeah. just watched it in his trial. I thought he looked a bit nuts. So. <laughs> um, um, right. right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you now. My lay of the day, my yeah. lay of the day is Brave Highlighter on a place dollar sixteen. Okay. I'm looking dollar sixteen. I'm looking at here. I, I would yeah. if if it's trading a dollar twenty to lay a place. I'm a hundred percent. My main bet for the race will be taking five dollars for it not to run a hole. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a first four and leave it out completely. Okay. All right. I'm Very just good. sure this is the best of the day for that far. It's not funny. <laughs> I, twist yeah, of gold. I, twist of gold each way. That's the way I'm going. Yeah, the I think the fave wins for mine, but uh, I'll be having something on good vibes. Stevie up and about is Steve's P. Tra- when, when was the last time Steve rode a, a loser? No, oh, he's killing it at the moment. He's riding, and they're just he's putting him in spots, and yeah, he's just it's he's absolutely flying. Confidence is everything. I've spoken to him in the past, and the, yeah. and the, and the horses are, are traveling for him like that. Yeah, hot blooded on uh, it's just confidence, though. It's yeah. just it's just yeah. all. Yeah, it's just all confidence. So when you're up and about, it's such an important skill set to have. I'm I'm a massive believer in, yeah, when a jockey's in form or even a trainer to some mm-hmm. some degree, but it's definitely more so with the jocks. You want to follow them because um yeah, riding with confidence is yeah, very underrated. How good is it to have uh Chris Parnham and Clint Johnston Porter back in action this Saturday? Parnham very of course, good. returning from a three week suspension. CJP uh, had the one ride Calgary Cup day, got very ill, missed the next few weeks. He did ride, I think, about six or seven heats at Lark Hill Trials on Monday to get his eye back in. And uh, he's a, he's on Terry's uh, each way play here, twist of gold in the first. So uh, welcome addition uh, to the jockey ranks, CJP and Chris Parnham returning. Ascot this Saturday. Race two is the Guinness Handicap. So ratings 66 plus over the short course one thousand meters at a glance um pretty competitive betting race with four of the nine runners currently in single figures saddlecloth one through four all currently rated five dollars or less olga louisa she's one of the fastest horses in wa she leads short talk comes across sits outside leader what happens from there guru uh i think it's a i think that's your race sort of thing um Olga, Olga leads, uh, where the ghost decides to kick up. Olga's pretty quick. Ghost, yeah. ghost might end up through the fans, but it kicked up two starts ago on the back of, was the race critical altitude breezed? It was, swear to God. Let was, even. Swear to God. Swear to God, yeah. yeah. So it kicked up then, so it's not an impossibility that occurs. Um, and I don't think the rest of them play much of a part in the mm-hmm. race, to be honest with you, um, over the 1,000 metres. So oh, I just narrowed this race down to the – um, to that Riverbow form race. And I love, and we saw it all during the week. Every time Paul Harvey 
hopped onto one of Graham Ballantyne's. They got absolutely backed off the map. So I think the market's giving them a couple of lengths when it's going, whoever it was, Jason Whiting, usually to Paul Harvey. So I think that's fair enough as well. Olga Louise is a very, as I think I wrote, a very easy horse to follow because you know what she's going to do, but she's a very hard horse to catch because she doesn't win too many. But this is a really good setup for her. So I think she goes to the top, gives a good kick, really hard to run down, goes to walks, the obvious danger, gets the right luck, was bolting last start, um, can get past her late. So I have marked those two $3.70 favourites and I'll mm-hmm. be backing and saving pending late prices. Um, sneaky chance can improve, but it was a trial and it's race. I thought we're just a little ordinary, so I'll let it go and then old can't be done old 330 mm. um, oh, th- yeah 330 the 330 well, I remember because I was with Pistol Pete he's obviously a very astute yard man and he mm-hmm. said that yeah it can't be done probably wasn't underdone as well so you got to expect there's going to be improvement from can't be done and the only reason I'm taking it on uh, with a couple of reasons A it's up a couple of kilos B it's down to a thousand metres all of its win about 1100 plus and C um, Peter Fernie's horses obviously go that little bit better at Kalgoorlie where they're trained so just a little just a few little knocks it's the one um, that can obviously beat me but um, yeah I'm, I'm really happy playing Olga and goes two walks and it'll be back the better price save the smaller price yeah that was exactly how I viewed it as well Olga leading giving a goes two walks likely likely gets the last crack at her um, yeah had a tremendous prep very consistent goes two walks and was sort of held up in a bunch finish and any galloping room last start he goes close I think was a much better run than sneaky chance basically has the has the same weight difference again on Saturday between those two and um, goes two walks is the way I'm leaning but I'll definitely be having on uh, something on the leader Olga Louisa as well very good race three is the Tab Touch Westspeed Platinum Handicap over 1,600 metres. Now, Henchard and Ginger Baker, they finished alongside each other in basically the same race as this two weeks ago. They're at the head of the market with last start Northern winners. Keeper Sweet, likely leader Zadar Rock, they're nipping at their heels market-wise. Uh, didn't mind the win of uh, Zadar Rock, second up, finding the front at Northern. He's probably going to find the front here again, give a kick. You um you like the leader or you think something just sitting off and camping off and can run him down? Oh, I don't like much. I've I've tipped keeper sweep. I think the five dollars is enough to have something on keeper sweep. Zadar Rock, not many horses can do what it does where it's just a real scratchy beginner, does all that work early, finds a fence, and usually they'd be paddling late, but he was pretty strong. The only thing is he got he beat a horse called playing up who went to jail in its previous start, um, could not walk. I couldn't go with him. And then it beats um playing up before that was so so at York behind a horse called Four Hour Nick, which probably would have run last in that race. So it's really bad form reference. Like it's a really bad form reference. But if they can get Zadar Rock to the top without being scratchy early, it'll have more, far more in the tank late and be really hard to get past them. So I definitely wouldn't talk you out of Zadar Rock, but if it can just be better at life in the first 100 metres of the race, um, <laughs> it will genuinely find three lengths. So it'll pick up multiple of these races. So, um, look, just just for the fact that it was sort of just that photo, that, that bunch finish with tin snip. Anna's boy sat three deep the trip, went to jail and couldn't even run top two yesterday mm-hmm. after getting a world-perfect run. I, a bit of a query on all that form. So, Keeper Sweet for me had Go Bella on its back and it said, see you later, Go Bella, and slowly run race. I think she think Keeper Sweet will be better in a faster run race too. So, um yeah, very, very simple. That's where I'm going. I can see it's five bucks here. I'm about $4 keeper sweet. So that's an easy bet for me. Ginger Baker's not getting any of mine again for a long time and really hard to have the rest. Um, I'm $11 banana. 
I thought Bananas last 100 first up was really good. I love Sean McGrady going on. Barrier one, it's a point of difference runner in a, a race where they've all had a lot of chances. So um, I'll be on Keeper Sweet and probably something small late on Banana. What price, uh, Henshard, for the Guru? Uh, I was just a touch longer than Keeper Sweet. I think it was four versus 440 type thing. So yeah. what, there wasn't much in it, mate. So again, if the, if the late market says $6 Henshard, 380 Keeper Sweet, I'll probably end up backing Henshard. So, um, but at the moment, I'm pretty confident it'll be Keeper Sweet that I have something very small on. Don't want to do me ass here. What have you got breezing? That's a, it's a good question. Mm. Uh, I, just, I just thought Mal- Malarab, Malarab holds a um, interesting... Uh, key to yeah, this race. Yeah, it depends what they try to do. Oh, if, I think he goes, they if he go goes forward, forward and breezes, give something, keep a sweet or ginger baker or henchard, whatever it is, um, cover. But it could act as a bit of a roadblock as, uh, as well, dropping back through the field. And if it does go back, then it might expose Keeper Sweet to the breeze with Zadar Rock rolling along. That was sort of just a yep. horse that that could could be a bit of a keystone for the race. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Well, it depends what they want to do with Henshard. They could be more aggressive, go to the breeze with Henshard. Yep. Potentially, it might be time to try something a bit more, um, a bit more in sort of that sort of manner, trying to be tough over the mile. But yeah, um, Keeper Sweet from four, Henshard from six. You'd think one of them might be left out without cover. In saying that, uh, Ginger Baker can be occasionally not be that quick away. So Keeper Sweet could pop across and almost tag Zoda. Yep. I didn't try to really deep dive that aspect of the map too much because there's a few other options all in red at times. They, they try to go forward. Pretty far, I don't think it has the speed to do so. Um, and then obviously Melarab. So yeah, it does look... Um, the, the spot behind Zadar Rock, we position A. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have something on Zadar Rock and Keeper Sweet. That were the two that I mm-hmm. that I uh, narrowed in on Zadar Rock out front, out in front, giving a kick for Keshaw and Keeper Sweet getting the getting the suck along behind. And uh, and I mean, it was a slowly run race, breezed and um, out sprinted him at Northern the other day. But Jeremy's got this horse and the and his whole team really going really well. Jeremy, so, uh, up at limits was huge the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, excellent. So, um, yeah, so they're the two, um, Zadar Rock and all, uh, sorry, Zadar Rock and Keeper Sweet for me. Right, moving on, race four, we have the Crown Perth Handicap over the 2,200 metres, ratings 66-plus brigade. Now, Blackwater Bay, off we go. And so, well, they ran the trifecta in this feeder race, uh, the feeder race to this two weeks ago. But I suppose what we do have to consider the up-and-comer, Queen Alina, who um, was beaten a lip um, two weeks ago at Ascot, and Mystery Island having his third start in 14 days. Who am He's I to gone- doubt? Who am I to doubt bloody Sir Lindsay last week as well? Yeah. yeah. Shove that up your, up your butt, Terry. <laughs> I'll tell you that. what, that was the worst, that that. Was the worst <laughs> race of all time that it won, though. But yeah, yeah, that was a fair. It was always going to happen, but at least our yeah. wind spirit. He's backing our wind spirit up as well of three yes. weeks in a row. So yeah. maybe the owners are here or something. Not a junket, not a three week junket. Just keep running our horses. Perhaps uh, I got a text message last night. Interesting sidebar, Terry. God has chosen has a new trainer. Yeah, I got that as well. Diona Donna Rodden. Yeah, Donna Rodden. Riordan. Not great is, pronunciation. Uh, Riordan is uh, Lindsay Smith's WA. Uh, four person um, uh, runs the stable there for uh, Lindsay, and uh, she is now the new official trainer. Oh, good, for God has chosen. Interesting. Yeah, Lindsay's trainer. got a bit of a history in sort of switching him out of his name and being a being a good bloke in that sense. Remember, he gave um, oh, living the dream, living the dream, Kalgoorlie. Oh, it was it Brian Allen? Was that who it was? Brian Allen. Yeah, he gave it to Brian Allen, and yeah. um, 
I think it won, didn't it? It did. It won the Kalgoorlie yeah. Cup. So, yeah. So yeah, he's. Um, I'd say he's. It's still probably part of the exact same operation. It's just a different yeah. name. Interesting. So, good on him. I like it. Yeah. Probably doesn't want to. Uh, probably just wants the only name in the book to be his to be Tuvalu. Might be pretty bullish, which is Maybe. probably understandable. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll have to do yeah, it as it stands. Just, just on that, as it stands, mm-hmm. um, Tuvalu. If it comes across, will be top weight. If it doesn't come across, as it stands, top weights for the railway stakes. And just just swallow this. Will be God has chosen equal top weights. God has chosen and Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. Yeah, and, we, spoke, and, we spoke about this. Yeah, and at the moment, and I can't see it really changing. Jadavi will easily get a start in the railway stakes. Mm. That's with at the moment. I think it's tenth in line, so they'd have to be a few will jump above it. I'm sure when they win the features in coming weeks, and then a couple will come across. But um, Jadavi's got to be a genuine chance of getting a start in a railway. How do you reckon Kev reacts if Jadavi wins a railway? I reckon oh. he just, I reckon he just explode from the inside out. <laughs> implode, <laughs> implode. That's the word. Sorry, implode. Yes. Kev, Kevin Evans would, uh, yeah, he wouldn't be able to contain himself. Yeah. If, uh, I don't reckon I'd be able to contain myself in all fairness. So. Which, well, we just just harking back to the railway stakes weight situation, when those horses were winning the Belmont Sprint and the Hyperion, we we spoke, we raised that about you got to be be careful of these um, these significant weight uh, ratings penalties that you're getting for winning these races because it could come back to bite you in the features later down the track. And and as it stands, as Terry outlined, it looks like you now the two. Weight for age winners during the winter there, and God has chosen, and Captain Chaos might be um, top weight, fifty eight kilos in the in the railway stakes. And um, in recent times, um, the the trend is to be as close to the minimum as possible, the fifty three minimum there. Um, that's the that's the winning formula at the moment. So it's going to be going to be tough for those horses at the top of the weight. So we'll, um, very we'll be- very very poor management from. Um- God has chosen winning that weight for age race. That's just horribly poor management. They've probably left half a million bucks in the table with other races they could have won. So more, that's how more, I feel about that, to be honest with you. Captain Chaos, not so much, because I reckon Mickey's done a great job. If, if you can pick up a group two, group three with it and, and cop the points, yeah. some horses, you just cop it. But I mean, take, I don't know. God has chosen was a little get, bit yeah. younger and had a bit more. I don't know. No. I don't know. I just think it was horrible. We said it at the time as well. Very poor, man. It's, it's probably the worst win you'll ever want to have for such a good win as well. Yeah, and a knock, knock, knocked old Red Cannon off as well, so it makes it even mm. worse. <laughs> yeah. uh, but getting back to the Crown Perth handicap. I uh, didn't want to talk about this race. That's why I started digressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I mean, Queen Alina was um, scratched midweek and saved for this, but she's but basically going to be... being four she, points out of her grade as well. Yeah, she's basically going to be last, though, isn't she, in this 12-horse field? Um, we have horses like... What have we got here? Devonia, that's funny as maybe even Chuck Luck sort of rolls forward ish, sets a genuine clip. I imagine um a couple of the fancies there, Mystery Island and Blackwater Bay sort of just tuck in behind the the genuine tempo. So Queen Elena is gonna have some ground to make up over the last uh, eight to six hundred meters, Terry. Yeah, it might be the t- might be the right type of race. As you, I think those few me- you mentioned will all be stopping on them, those leaders. Yep. So um, it might be the right type of race to do so. It's a well, I she screams stayer, but it's yeah. just always a worry for me. A horse that drops a bit pretty badly from the six to the three when they go up in grade because you can't get yeah. away with that so much. And even last start um, against Never Sober over the 1800, um, she couldn't get away with it just, unfortunately. Um, 
So, look, I, I think she can definitely win. I, I was about 450 or something. I found this a very difficult mark to uh, race to mark, and I wasn't all that perturbed um, in how I marked it, to be honest with you. But when it can come from a bunch of them, I'll be looking at some late prices. I thought Off We Go was probably a better run than Blackwood yeah. Bay, considering the work yeah. we did early last start. So she's, perhaps she's, it's perhaps it's ready. Just about ready, um, yeah. Yeah, eight fifty is not enough though. I'm I'm sort of eight bucks, but I was thinking off we go might be on the market. Just doesn't like late, and we sort of see sixteen dollars each way or something wild like that. Um, happy taking on Mystery Island on the three week back out. That's just how I'm going to go about it. Blackwater Bay obviously has to be hard to beat, but did get all the favours last start. So well, wasn't there's not much between Sowar and Blackwater Bay. A little weight swing might even try and ride Sowar a little bit closer this week. I would suspect, and then. If you're looking for a Maddie, uh, he's a Parker. Drops out of a Kalgoorlie Cup where you couldn't be real. Before that, it was huge in a cool Guardie Cup. So he's a Parker. He's one in 66 plus grade, which um, has to be some type of wild hope as well. So yeah, tough race, BJ. I'll be uh, I'll be looking at the late prices and I'll be backing something that Drift Sod suggests. Yeah, sounds like a plan. I like said about he's a Parker as well. He's um Boulder Cup performance was wild. Um, I'm thirteen dollars. He's a Parker actually looking at. Around, so I probably, I probably could have considered him. Love the Lactar going on. Love Lactar going mm-hmm. on. Love the draw. This grade, uh, genuine speed on up top. The, the 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 tempo that looks that looks like um, looks eventuating. like being eventuating here. It makes oh, Queenland has been coming off sort of not not sort of savage tempo, high pressure races so it's going to be interesting as you said she does sort of have a tendency to to need a significant amount of riding just to get going between the six and the three so i wonder how much um how much a good speed on early and middle stages can can take out of her it's going to be good if she can win from here that's a significant performance from i think she can i definitely think she can and also stepping up to the staying journey also drops a bit like that it can actually work in their favor as well if she's Mm. able to um make that less obvious in the way she races and and sort of go through that a little bit um you know that if she's close enough to him and taking ground off him, her final hundred's pretty uh, pretty slick. So, um, yeah, good good competitive horse race, and I uh, I don't think I'd be talking too many people out of too many horses. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning for I'm leaning towards Mystery Island narrowly at this stage. From one, I think he's just going to okay. get a great run. I like the way that he fought on when challenged last week. I actually was on him two starts ago in the Blackwater Bay Off We Go race, where he sort of sat outside leader and uh, and sort of burnt, flamed out from that position. But um, travelled well in run. Previous TJ Cup victory was strong. Uh, from one, Brad Parnham rolling into the race with momentum. I think he's going to get hard to ca- be hard to catch past, but hard to get past rather. But um, that's the way I'm leaning in a fairly open um, edition of the Crown Perth Handicap. Now, Terry, this is the time when we usually take a break and do our WA Racing Mundaring Hotel Mastermind competition. Just a reminder that Jay Rooney and Michael Heaton, they'll be, uh, they'll be going head and head in the uh, in the tournament final on next week's edition of the one one, uh, the Friss Award is up for grabs. Media mogul tournament finale. So uh, obviously brought to you brought to everyone by our good friends up at the Mundaring Hotel, um, heart of the hills since eighteen ninety nine. Feed flutter froffies family atmosphere and butchie's got his big deck cranking so good weather on the horizon make sure that <laughs> make sure that uh you drop in and uh, support the, our friends the good folk up there at the mundaring hotel over the weekend race five moving forward on our belgravia stakes day preview race five is 
the Beyond Blue Walk for Robert Harvey Handicap. Uh, graduation over 1,400 metres, raising much-needed funds for Beyond Blue uh, is the Team Robbie Harvey in the Coast Trek Walk next Friday, 35 kilometres down in Margaret River along the some spectacular coastline. I imagine there's going to be plenty of footage and photos available on uh, on social media. And, um, yeah, so tremendous uh, initiative there for everyone involved um, in the fundraiser there for Beyond Blue. Now, race five, we have... Um, Oh, here we go. The Brad McManus-owned Pennies of Field, the market elect, after a slashing first-up performance at the opening of Ascot two weeks ago. Lightly leader, big screen, uh, returns from a break, um, rolls forward from the wide gate, probably takes up the running, never sober, drops in behind him. Can anyone, can Money Maley do the 1,800 back to 1,400 and win? Yeah. Very interesting. And the returning Nero King, uh, so Nero King, big screen, never sober, they're all sort of vying for the second favourite status there behind Pennies of Field. Thought What's on uh, the Beyond Blue Walk for Robert Harvey handicap, Mr. Terry? <laughs> Looks like it's been money for Never Sober too. I'm about 20 bucks, 30 bucks, Never Sober. I, I thought I it, thought you'd be out the gate, Never Sober. Yeah, yeah actually, he oh, <clears throat> got a 10 out of 10 and won a pretty weak race last start. It's significantly harder and drops back in trip. And I think it's a horse that um, uh, Ashley actually alluded to that he wants to get it up in trip. So this might just be some sort of stepping stone to perhaps a staying race in the in the coming weeks for a race of 1800 2000 potentially um then again you respect the ashley maley money when it comes there's one at jero yesterday i was actually pretty keen on i could not believe the money was coming so hard late royal gap it was sort of i think it opened as much as 15 16 dollars jumped sub three dollars on betfair and it won like winks so beat Anna's money. Boy. They don't call him uh, Money Maley for no, nothing. I certainly don't. He knew mm. the horse was going. In all fairness, the horse was going super, but um, yeah, it won very well. Um, okay, so the way I attacked this race, BJ, I looked at the um, the three good back markers, um, Pennies of Field, Nero King, and Sweet Tea. So the first question mm-hmm. I asked was, and I'll ask you, who who runs the the best final split? Put the three of them together at the at the two hundred, the three hundred. Who's who's coming home the best out of Penny? Sweet tea and Nero King. Depending on how the, the race is run, Pennies of Field would be my my thing. Yeah. Yep. So Pennies was mine as well. Uh, Nero King is the real X factor. Could be. Yeah. Uh, it, it could yep. do, but it, it does. It beats me. That's that's it. Sweet tea, not for me. Does a bit wrong. Um, just does a bit wrong in its racing. And I think the other two might be able to run as quicker, if not quicker, last two. So, so anyway, I'm looking at Pennies of Field. Pretty keen Pennies of Field. I'm about three. I think I was $3.60 penny. I think we'll get a best price late though, just with a few of these. And then I'm thinking from the other end of the spectrum, it wouldn't surprise me to see a big improvement from him. He's seeing ridden forward, Invictus Domini ridden closer to the speed. Um, They're the main two. But I do think Big Screen can probably win this race, BJ. Um, If Big Screen is able to find the fence, which is a big if, because you have drawn 12. And I reckon, even though it didn't jump first up, there'll be some real intent on Invictus Domini to try and kick through and lead mm-hmm. so that'll be an interesting watch but if big screen finds the fence it's first up run last prep it breezed outside of savage one ran third to savage one and ginger flyer you'd think coming back to ascot um trial under its belt no shades on in the trial um and some residual fitness because the spell wasn't all that long you would think it'd be pretty hard to run down when you've got some pretty queryable uh horses around you and then the major dangers are all out the back those three horses i just said so precisely um, yep 
So that's so I'm sort of looking at it. Not a huge amount of confidence, but I'll, I'll be probably backing Bradley McManus in with pennies afield, and I uh, and I won't be losing on on big screen. So I'll probably be having a horse that's first and having a horse that's about eighth. Yeah, that'll, that's, be, the, that'll uh, be the thought that, process. I think that was a very similar thought process to mine. Also, my uh, my uncle Pete, who's uh, who's over here um, in Melbourne with us for Cox Plate weekend, he is him and many of his friends are part owners in the mighty Pennies of Field as well, Guru. So um, yeah, if she uh, if she can win it um, at Ascot tomorrow, then the Valley is going to be a rocking tomorrow evening over here in Melbourne. So um, yeah, Pennies of Field for me definitely be saving on big screen, uh, Terry. Terry mentioned exactly why the rail is oh so important though. If he can, if Troy Turner can get him across um, in front of Invictus Domini, find that rail control, he'll be he'll give a good kick and mm-hmm. he'll definitely be in front within the hundred meter marker. That's for sure. And you think that? Where, yeah, first up run, last prep. If he finds the rail, it just just wins. It's just about you know. So he was in he was in good nick this time last year, wasn't he? Big screen. Certainly, well, I was racing against the good horses too. So, um, not that these aren't good horses here as well, but uh, they they sort of prove. He'll appreciate the uh, appreciate the good track as well. Exactly right, Nas got it. Yeah, ticks a lot of boxes if it, if it's ready to go first up and finds that rail. Tiff has, yeah. by the way, Tiff has spoken I'm a lot shorter with as well. It's the roughest in the race. Um, this isn't its race. I want a senior hoop, probably want a mile, but just keep following Tiff has spoken. Its form reads eight zero zero x eight zero. It's going better than that. Yeah, I, I, and just a, just a side note, I really think that the Taylors have got a not lovely horse here, Nero King, beautiful, big, long striding horse, but he's just gonna it's gonna be tough uh, for him from the draw. He's gonna be back last-ish, sort of circling, but he's got a lot of upside. This horse trialed well. Um, they're gonna have a bit of fun with him moving forward. He's probably the reason I'm not gonna have too big a bet in this race because yeah. I'm worried about the potential with him. And I know Lockie really likes him, and he has done a long time before his debut too. Um, especially that trial taking ground yeah. with Lexington City, who was um yeah. who was good last week over the thousand. So yeah, good uh, good little race. Very good. Race six is the PKF Perth Handicap. It's ratings 72 plus over the 1,200 metres. The returning above the peg is all the rage, still a 40. It was a nice progressive horse. Um, does that does that price interest you, Terry, with the likes of Universal Pleasure, Mood Swings, um, and others engaged? Obviously, the trial was uh, was pretty strong behind Search and Rocks, and its last start before a spell above the peg ran fifth in a pretty strong edition of the Rack and Tour Stakes, featuring Devoted and Search and Rocks and Rock and Orient horses of that caliber. Um, above the peg does it interest you at all? Uh, I'm actually two dollars twenty, so mm-hmm. I guess you could say it does. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we'll see better on the day, but it might just be in hope because no, oh, no, we probably will. It's a very hard one to read. She's he, 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 he stands out for me from a speed map point of view. You got. Uh, Kenny Luck and Double Jeopardy were leading Breeze, and I'm pretty confident they'll both come back to the field. Mm-hmm. On their back, you'll probably have Mood Swings and Universal Pleasure in third and fourth, and then you've probably got above the peg on their back as well. So it's going to be on the minimum coming off a super trial against Search and Rocks without the shades on. Ever since they've started riding this horse cold, it's just been a completely different horse. Like it well, is he won, properly he won, flying. Uh, he won three in a row before that uh, rack and tour. He, he, in two occasions, he beats um, Savage One. Savage One, a pretty decent horse. So. And he and he was winning on some of those decks 
horses weren't making ground and he and he was making ground so i'm always wary first time 72 plus they step up blah 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 but i feel the leaders coming back the low weight um you're gonna have to get past a horse like mood swings who is gonna have six and a half kilos on and i reckon a significantly better last 200 yeah for me it just it was above the peg that just stood out heads uh, head and shoulders above this so i would love two dollars fifty plus and um yeah pretty happy to to get involved okay very good yeah, above the peg from the Simon A. Miller yard. Uh, I remember when we had Simon on the show a while ago, he did mention this horse as as a horse that he did like with a bit of potential. I think this was even before it had its first start. So the opinion's been there um, talent-wise, and he put it all together last prep in the um, in his April-May sort of campaign, and that rack into a stakes run was was excellent, of course. Um, the, only, the only real... Uh, danger for mine is universal pleasure from two with Stevie Parnham on board. This mare was absolutely flying, won two in a row at Belmont, then ran fifth in the birth stakes, beating two and a half lengths behind comes a time. Um, obviously, unsuited on the set weights and penalties conditions of that listed, but uh, sorry, the blackout Bart stakes day rather, the blackout Bart stakes. Um, off a 28 day break, Stefan Vahala has got a good handle on this uh, mare now from the two. I think she's going to hold a spot. Uh, she'll probably look the winner at some stage. It depends whether above the peg um, can accelerate and get her over the top of her lately. But for mine, above the peg does stand out as the winner. Universal pleasure is a definite danger in my mind. Very good. Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 7 is our feature for the day. It's the Drummond Golf Belgravia Stakes. Listed race over the 1,200 metres, three odds, set weights and penalties. Everyone's talking about it, Terry. Snowdome versus Amelia's Jewel. Amelia's Jewel versus Snowdome, the uh, character to play winner and the size produce stakes winner from last season, squaring off in the Belgravia. Um, really good race, good betting race already with uh, with both horses around the 220, 230, 240 mark. Opinions are divided. Um, what are you thinking on the potential match race or is there a spoke in the wheel, uh, a third party that might come into play? Well, yeah, I, I wrote my thing opinions a bit divided. I haven't mm-hmm. spoke to one person that has um, had a different opinion. Actually, yeah. <laughs> everyone's in the Snowdome camp, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm in I'm in that camp as well. And um, I'm sort of I think with the setup of this, it's, it gives Amelia's Jewel every every opportunity to uh, to do its best work. But I, I think the problem with Amelia's Jewel is obviously the trials are what we're querying and and we're worrying uh, if she's come back the same horse. And I'm always, one of my biggest things in partnering is some two-year-olds just don't come back the same. That's just how, that's just simply how it works. They do their best racing as a juvenile and they just lose a little bit for the next prep. It happens, I reckon, with 30, 40, 50% of, of two-year-olds. And looking at her two trials, she, she's come back inferior, I think. That that's, might sound harsh to put it that way, but even if she hasn't, and if she's as good as she was, if she's three back the fence and Snowdon gets it soft in the breeze, 
It just mm-hmm. she can run her big final split and she still doesn't win. So she could have come back just as well and still not win the race. It might be uh, sense. The, the maths just might be against her. Ma- the maths with an F just might be yeah. against her. Mar- the merit at first sight just might be mm-hmm. against her. So, um, yeah, Snowdome absolutely picks himself for me. Uh, I've had a little bit on it sort of 270 or something. It's gone off this morning. I think Crip yeah. might have tipped it because yeah. it went off at about at Cripper o'clock this morning, um, <laughs> which is <laughs> – you like that one? Yeah. That's a good, good one. Uh, which is understandable as well but uh the thing was, I was, that, just, off the, was that off it the actually de- it actually definitely is a crypto tip because i was just talking in two yeah. seconds ago but <laughs> the thing that i said i'll find interesting is this late market and what it does be jack um are, are the are we going to be rewarded for a little bit of patience on snowdome could we see three dollars if amelia's jewel starts 220 on betfair um rumor says can't start too much longer it's definitely a, a possibility i was only beating a couple of links snowdome and luke said pre-race that it wasn't fully wound up and it's very unlike Luke to say a horse might have needed a trial or this or that so to still run third only been beaten 1.6 when it clearly wasn't right CJP goes in the saddle it's yeah. um it's a really nice race horse so I'll it's probably gonna any. probably gonna follow uh Snowdome in the one well, run as well I thought that's what I've written in my yeah. little write-up but I've just read an article here and Luke said um ridden a little bit colder he thinks she'll improve so he might they might allow they might allow um Penny Uncle Gerard swim through definitely, um, but they might yeah. allow one of those and then be three back, which I think will be probably slightly detrimental because you'd love to be following Snowdome. But in saying that, Clint will sum that up himself pretty early on, I think. And um, yeah, fascinating setup in that sense. But I, I think Snowdome will win everything it goes in from here on in. So I, I'm sort of Snowdome Guinea, Snowdome Kingston, uh, Northerly. Sorry, Snowdome. Um, yep, yeah, Snowdome. The rest of the way through is, is Snowdome Central what, here at the one one. What he's doing and what he did in that trial and made Miss Kentucky look slow and Amelia's Jewel was in one of those trials too and it was significantly better trial. So um, yeah, just what Amelia's Jewel is going to have to do from throughout the fence, even if she has returned at her best, it might not be possible. And I don't think she has returned at her best. So if she but if she wins, then then good on him. But um, yeah, Snowdome for me, and I'll be also back in the Cornella Snowdome rumor says. Mm. Yeah, Snowdome for me as well. I expect Amelia's Jewel to be the flashing lights run. Um, I think she can progress 1,400 Burgess Queen into the WA Guineas, into the now northerly as well. Uh, with that in mind, I, I wonder whether Simon's just bringing her along gradually um, as well as we progress to the uh, the grand finals later in the prep. The good fillies can can go under in the Belgravia and in the Burgess Queen as they're building their way into their preparations. So, um so the, it can happen. And with the setup, man crush leading, Snowdome sitting outside leader, uh, cruising along, kicking, uh, establishing a, a margin, and Amelia's Jewel having to make up ground. It's um, it's going to be a big ass trying to run down a horse the calibre of, of Snowdome for her first up at 1,200. He's breathing fire at the moment. He stands out as the horse to beat. I'll definitely be um, – I'm, I'm Snowdome heavy. I definitely want to have something on Rumours Says Betfair late. Hopefully there's uh, there's a bit of juice in, in the price there with the uh, with Snowdome and Amelia's Jewel battling it out um, for market supremacy there and and maybe Rumor says is the one that sort of gets the uh, gets the shelf out in the market a touch so um, look really looking forward to this the thing with um, just going through the the Belgravia Stakes history we've had Search and Rocks Magical Dream Jericho Missile Mystery Miss Perfect Jewel. Kyperinia, one of your very favourite horses, Perfect Reflection, all recent Belgravia stakes. Oh, no. Don't know the 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 
only the eight runners is um is pretty light on. I went through the day. There's only other two. There's only two other three odds that could have competed in this, and we'll be we'll be talking about them um later in the card. That's Bustler and Capricorn Man. They both opted to go to the 1200 graduation. So that's two that could have added to the eight because of the placid arc prelude next yeah, way. Because that always been a thing. That's this is where I was just about to to roll onto the placid arc. Uh, stakes being 500,000 this year has become a real target race. So a lot of the horses that would be up and ready to fire for a Belgravia are now going to be racing in the Placid Arc Prelude next Saturday. Don't and like then, it, BJ. Then, then two weeks into the Placid Arc. So basically the, the three-year-old uh, group has been has been divided um, into like basically it. guineas, guineas, champion fillies horses, and then you've got your placid art horses as well. So what we do need is we need numbers um, next season, and we need we need a, a, like a, a large uh, crop of two year olds moving into the three year old ranks that are going to fill up these races. At the moment, with the placid art just in its the the new placid art in its infancy, it's going to take a while to establish the critical mass of numbers, but also. Even you know the work I do with Morton Racing Stables, like there was two horses that were scheduled for the Belgravia Stakes. It was um, Top of the Pops and Paddy's Paddy's Lad. Uh, both those horses, unfortunately, have had setbacks and are out for the out for the spring. So natural attrition plays a part as well. But it's very rare to see a Belgravia Stakes with only the eight runners. So hopefully this is just a one-off and we can we can build back up from here. Uh, being the initial um, running of the five hundred thousand dollar plus at Arc, but it is a slightly disappointing to see only the eight runners. But in saying that, we do the best horse should win in this smaller field, and um, Snowdome outside leader, he's going to take a hell of a lot of beating from there. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I need a prelude. I think this should be the prelude, if you know what I mean. Just do yeah. twelve hundred to twelve hundred type thing because you don't want to separate the three year olds over two I weeks. Was, I was actually just I, I, was on my I actually wrote in my preview. And this yeah. is your more your thing more than mine yeah. is the programming side of things. But I yeah. said sometimes less could be more. Yes. So yes. anyway, anyway, because then you got all show baby Paris Aztec ruler, and we're we're very excited about. Uh, we're still excited about the race, but we're a little bit more excited about the race. The good thing is for futures players, yeah, as BJ said, it sort of draws a line in the sand. And a few of these, they might think, "Oh, hang on, we're not going to get any further and go back to the Placid Arc or whatever." They they can go down that path still, but this is the Guineas team, I reckon. And, and next week will be the um the Placid Arc team, and then even the Winterbottom team to some degree. Trying to attack. Yeah. We saw uh that what was that awesome one the it, Everest? That was a three odd, wasn't it? Um, Geiger kick, yeah, absolutely. Race eight is the Amelia Park handicap, uh, graduation, <clears throat> pardon me, graduation 1200 meters. Um, one metro win with a 54 kg minimum. The unbeaten three year old bustler, all the rage, does have a sticky gate to overcome. But what can't Stevie P do in the saddle at the moment? Um, stable mates Capricorn Man and Rocket and Rupert from the Casey Yard, they uh, they obviously have admirers. Rest of double figures. Um, just having a quick glance, the Guru and crew, headed by Tom Johnston Bloodstock, have uh, Miss Vasari engaged also. The Amelia Park. Terry, thoughts? Oh, Miss V. Uh, she's no hope, but um, she'll find a race at some point. Yes. It's a tough time of the year, especially in this grade when you're running into a few of these up-and-coming three-year-olds and uh, and what not. Um but yeah, this is a, a fascinating little race. The market mm. sort of basically found my market, maybe just a little bit shorter um, for the lot. Bustler is obviously very hard to beat, but I feel like this is an overy, not an overreaction price, but we sort of what got the three. 
was three bucks, three yeah. bucks, but yeah, I'd probably consider a better a save at sort of mid threes. You just so you're up to and a half kilos. It's a it's a harder race. Like you got to remember, Sweet Tea came from last to run second last start, and um, you got the possibility of being posted here or having to go to the breeze or, or whatnot. So um, big chance is just better than them, and it can continue to win these sixty plus races and utilize this little three year old allowance. But yeah, I just need a little bit more to probably be uh, be backing Bustler, but who knows what we do with late price. It was a big drifter last time out. Um, I thought Rock and Rupert was the the interesting runner, not just in the race, but just about the whole card outside of Amelia's Jewel. Um, he ran, BJ, he ran the quickest last 200 of the entire Ascot season to date and by nearly half a second, which is the best part of what, two or three lengths. So that's pretty a pretty big number considering it's only a 200 meter block of racing, like how, how dominant that was. So if you look at his was, very uh, best. 10.71. Oh, was it? I've got 10.54 here. So oh, okay. how's we're, that? Using, we, we're using different services. We are so. using different software yes. things, but how, that's yeah. massive though, isn't it? Yeah. That's a, that's a concern, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes when they're out a bit, it can distort the, uh, can certainly can yeah. do, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah as it's long as you're easy, easy, easy to clock the sections when they're close to, to the rail. If you just, yeah, if you just uh, aesthetically uh, what it did, it doesn't really matter what the time is so much because that, that was uh, quite phenomenal the way it got home. But so it's a horse with tricks, but I, I reckon it's actually got the possibility to um, to utilise its barrier here and land a little bit closer to them. I don't think it's jumping all that badly. So with a heap of back marks engaged here, if they can land in about six, the senior goes on. Rock and Rupert has some real sort of top line about it. So... Um, the way the market currently is, that'll, that'll almost be the way that I'm um, going to In the past, it. in the past, W Pike would go on a horse like Rock and Rupert, and you'd just be, you just, um, how much can in. you have on? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's got Pike written all over it. Um, this, this sort of horse. Maybe in a few um, weeks' time. Perhaps. But yeah, Lackdale, um, goes on. Uh, lots of different. So Jordan Turner first up, Luke Campbell with the claim second up. Now they've gone for uh, Lactar. But yeah, bounces him out, puts him in a spot. Um, got some ability, Rock and Rupert. I just don't know what's going on upstairs with him sometimes. Um, mm, what about the stable? Sometimes it's the placement as well. Yeah, like, that's what true. Are, you're putting the kid on from the widest gate over a thousand. What, what, what on earth do we expect to happen there? Like, I saw yeah. somebody kicked up on Twitter about it or was upset about it. I thought, what did, what did you want? What, what did, what on earth did you think was going to happen? You were going to land in the one one. Like, what? Mm. How could you possibly be upset in, in, in that? You could probably be upset if you're on no dice in that race. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. I can roof it so much, I wouldn't have thought. So, um, yeah, his best, it's fascinating. I reckon he can run a big race. Um, Betfair, he tends to be a bit of a wobbler on Betfair at his last yes, couple yes, from the opening sure. price. So, yeah. we'll see what's happening in that sense. Capricorn Man, if it's a massive leader by a stay, he'll probably be my bet. If it's not, I won't be having a cent on. Um, didn't beat much last start, but different horse rolling out in front. Career low weight, uh, 54 and a half. It's, it's good placement. I quite like the setup there for, for Capricorn, man. Uh, and then, yeah, the rest of them are not much of a hope for mine. False statements going really good. It just finds it yeah. hard to win with the way he races. So I from, thought, uh, I from that so, gate, it's going to need some luck. I thought a horse like My Dilemma is getting close. Yeah, for me, it's just but how, how does it win? How? Is it gonna is it gonna out sprint Bustler, Rock and Rupert, false statement? Um, 
yeah, I always ask how, how, how tell me how the horse wins. And I thought it, it hit the line at its last two okay, but just mm-hmm. okay. No better than just okay. Um, if you really want to forgive one, it's Dunbar from Barry One, following Capricorn Man everywhere it goes and actually believe it did have an excuse last start because that $23 each way would be would be huge. But tell you what, after I did me absolute Russell Coit on it uh, at Kalgoorlie in the last race of the round. I'm not going to be following up on Dunbar, so that might be a good time to uh, good time to hop on. But uh, look, I'm I'm just going to wait and see how it plays. Wait until what Betfair does. But um, yeah, I'm sort of about three bucks Bustler, five bucks Rock and Rupert, and about seven or eight dollars Capricorn Man. I was about ten dollars False Statement too. So at this point in time, no bets, but um, willing to bet, willing to bet, willing to bet, mm. waiting patiently. Mm. Uh, uh, the, the, I'll be focusing on the two Casey runners, Capricorn Man out in front, Rock and Rupert ridden with a sit. They're, they're the two that I'm um, I'm leaning towards at uh, the price. I think Bustler from 11, uh, like him as a horse, uh, heaps of potential. Um, yeah, 250 under that setup doesn't really grab me. I sort of, yeah, like what Terry said, I think if we wait at this stage of the day, um, established pattern by now, you'll know whether Capricorn man's a bet or not. Um, but either way, it's the it's the Casey Casey duo, Rock and Rupert, Capricorn man that are uh, that I'm the most interested in there in the Emily Park handicap. All right, now we've got a very special edition of what Terry? It's the Get Out Stakes, BJ S T E A K S. Extremely popular. Get Out Steaks is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out there at the Kennyvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt is a great man. He runs the operation out there. Uh, Timmy and his team swing past, say good day, and they'll uh, they'll look after you there. Red carpet treatment assured. So, as I said, special edition of the Get Out Steaks this week. And um, if you happen to donate to the uh, Robbie Har- the team for Robbie Harvey in Tanya Harvey's Coast Trek uh, fundraiser, then and you win this week's Get Out Steaks, you'll be eligible for $100 worth of meat from Market City Meats and a $100 gift voucher to use at the Mundaring Hotel as well. So we went to the Get Out Steaks. As usual, send us a tweet at the one one pod on Twitter. Um, race night at Ascot. Who's going to win a decimal winning margin? Two decimal places preferred. And when you do donate, please put your name and perhaps your Twitter handle in the description there, just to let us know that that you donated. And um, yeah, donate, win the get out stakes, and you got to fill your boots there on Saturday. And also, as always, the Sam Wright rule applies, Terry. First in best dress. First in best dress. So good collect up for grabs there if you support that uh, tremendous cause there. Uh, Coast Trek raising funds for Beyond Blue. Now, race nine is the Western Trilogy. Oh, sorry, the Quokka slot applications. They close on the 26th of October. So it's the Quokka slot applications handicap. Uh, not a bad 1,672-plus to finish things off. Quite open affair, this. Um, closing out Belgravia Stakes Day. Billy Ray, Atlanta Spec, Holy Ghost, Position of Power, Chili is Hot, Marika, they're all currently single-figure quotes. Lots of closing speed in this race through the likes of Billy Ray, Atlantis, Atlantis Beach, I suppose, playing Marika, but then you've got the, the leader out in front, Cockney Crew, crew rolling them along as well. Not a bad uh, contest to finish things up, Guru. Yeah, you're going to earn your uh, you're going to earn your jackpot. 
Uh, get out stakes this week. What are we? Four dollars sixty, four dollars eighty. The field at the time yep. of recording, and it might even start. I reckon it will start longer. The field. Like I think the favourite will start a longer quote than that. So, um, yeah, well, we'll start as, you, with, as you always, as you always like to say, one hundred twenty-five percent markets at the moment. But fair, exactly. but fair to you. So some of these that you like at the moment, you'll be getting some uh, some juice come start time on Saturday, I imagine. Exactly right. So exactly right. So I mean, with with a speed map, um, I think we're going to see Cockney Crew will find the fence. Uh, didn't think Cockney Crew was too bad. Only beaten four lengths despite running last. First up, different horse finding the fence. New trainer Holly Watson goes on. Uh, she's one of the state's best leading hoops. Um, mm-hmm. Leading, I mean, in front, in front, rolling along, uh, and a buddy lad or probably go to the breeze or buddy lad was really tough considering the pressure he copped in his last run uh, i don't think this is his race i think this is gonna be very difficult from the breeze in a 72 plus but a um, little bit of um stafford's vibes stafford's lad uh stafford's lad mm-hmm. yeah stafford's lad type stafford's. vibes with buddy lad in regards to the fact that he's sort of was just a reasonable little metro midweek horse went up to Broome, uh came back down to danny in the main yard and um he's got that type of vibe that he might end up a perth cup horse so i don't know We'll just wait and see. Obviously, race is a different end of the spectrum than Stafford's Lad. Well, Stafford's Lad breeze last start, actually. But, um, yeah, I think Buddley Lad's one that could uh, could be interesting come some country cups or, as I said, maybe at a stretch of Perth Cup. But we'll find that out in time. But, uh, look, I, I wouldn't talk you out of too many here, BJ, but I'm going to be focusing my attentions. Pretty keen, actually. This will probably be my main result for the day. I'm going to take... I'm going to hope that the late price is better because the current price, I actually thought we'd see more like $7, but uh, it's the current favourite uh, in Billy Ray. Um, thought he really came of age last prep. We timed our run with Billy Ray tremendously. Um, never really was part of any of the carnage in his early career when he started and was beaten $1.20, $50, $70. Etc. cetera. Uh, won three races last prep when getting up in trip, getting fitter, um, sort of finding his niche. Um, that win versus Savage one I thought was huge. Even the the day he won on the fence when the fence was cold and got off it and um, he, he just won like a really nice progressive horse. Uh, this time he's had a little break. He's trialed. He's obviously on an ambitious little railway tilt. And I don't, I don't think he's impossible to win a railway. That, that might sound wild, BJ, but it isn't a strong year like for the railway. We're talking about tricks of the trade. Winning wins, last week. Wins this and could could go to a race like uh, the Peters. Yeah, well, they will. 100% they yeah. will. Yeah, 100% yeah. they will. So that that's my thought process. I don't, don't know if he's good enough to do that, but you don't need to be that good this year. Like you put Billy Ray in with 53 against God has chosen with 58, and I'll be on Billy Ray any day of the week. Um, if they were both up and about and, and flying. So um might be worth a, a small futures ticket, uh, old Bill. But, um, yeah, I think first up, the trial was so-so. First up, he was so-so. But he, I think he's the type of horse that does need to build into a prep. I thought last start, he fought Paddy Carberry the entire, entirety of the journey, but his last 100 metres was really, really good. Clint Johnson to Porter hops back in the saddle. He's up to the mile where he's one from one, probably his best ever career win. I think he's ready to go here. And this is all a matter of timing for Billy Ray. And one thing that I've found with Billy Ray is my timing's been pretty good in his career to date. So I missed the carnage. Yeah, we've been right. on, we've been on, well, I think we were aligned for his last sort of hat yeah. trick of wins. Yeah. Uh, all at good prices too. Um, so I'm not taking any of the current price. I expect we'll see a significantly better price late with a lot of backable horses. Yeah, your, Billy, uh, your Billy radar is in. Locked yes, in, yes, my Billy radar. Exactly right. I like that one. Um, I could dangers, dangers. Oh, plenty of dangers. Atlanta's yeah. Beach was a be on me wherever I go next start. Top of run. It's 
Uh, yeah, it was huge. Um, obviously, you got horses like Chilia's hot position of power. Playing Marika was really good. Cockney Crew, as I said, from the top. They're all massive winning chances. Wouldn't talk out any of them. The one I'll be having something on, it'll it'll be late again, is um, it's a horse that surprises me that I'm even backing. Number 11, Acting act God. Acting God, really? Yeah. I, I never never thought you'd utter those words, Neither Terry. would I. Neither <laughs> would I. I thought, he's, I thought his last effort was uh, superb, absolutely superb, and it was probably a little bit hidden to the eye the way he found the line underneath runners. Uh, this race, to me, late in the day, will be a bunched finish, um, and it'll suit something. That's why I don't mind Billy Ray's draw, actually. So I think he'll be three wide line coming down the center of the deck. I thought he was super last start and reckon he probably jumps $25 plus. So Billy Ray, pretty keen and uh, something small on number 11 acting God. I'll never forget the day that you abused me after I actually backed a winner. Terry, um, As acting worst, God. I do worst, win, worst winning bet of uh, in history. Acting yeah. God knocked off. Uh, said no one ever. How do you remember the time I've used you when it happens that often? I was going to say, dearie, man, you got a very, very good memory. <laughs> dearie, man, yeah, I was actually upset at you. You should, you should give your money back. Donate. <laughs> that's, funny, that's what you said. Yeah, you should give it back. You don't deserve it. <laughs> It's uh, unlike me to sook as well. That was great. Um, so now that you're 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 uh, you're in that uh, acting God space, that's uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Look, Billy Ray, <laughs> Billy Ray, third up, quick back up, CJP back in the saddle, up to the mile, tick tick tick. Um, yeah, a bit of cover. If he gets a bit of a bit of a smother and can can pounce on them late, it's uh, it's Billy Ray. I, Big fan, Atlantis Beach. He is three points out of the handicap, killing on a half out of the handicap, being a 69 rater and a 72 plus. But um, plenty of progression left in him, ratings wise. Um, first up, outstanding in the Carly's Karma race. So he's uh, he can win. As Terry said, there's heaps of winning chances in this. I'm focusing on Billy Ray and Atlantis Beach. And more than likely, with uh, Late Drift, I'll be having something on Budley Lad as well. Um, got sort of, that's funny as Mr. Kick and, in, and sort of drove him, drove him mad when he crossed the fence um, first up and um, probably uh, exerted a little bit too much early. If he can sit outside Cockney Crew, roll on, he can, he can he can box on and run a uh, encouraging race heading towards perhaps a York Cup or something like that um, at a big price, Budley. But yeah, I think Terry's um, Terry's on the money here with Billy Ray, and I I won't be losing on Atlanta Speech either. He's uh, he's a horse that I've got a lot of time for. Disappointed with the opening price, Billy Ray. I really did think it'd go up seven bucks or something. Um, I think maybe just because we've got used to it, it was sort of the market went the other way after its failures in its early career. The market sort of really didn't show up much respect at all um late last prep so uh yeah a little little bit disappointed but hopefully that means patience will uh will be rewarded for our patience and see some patience. sort of five dollars plus six dollars plus late so that'd be okay. nice wouldn't even surprise me if we see seven bucks late i don't know i don't know bad wolf can win as well it's a good race money mainly all right well okay listeners we'll take a break and we'll be back with our best our maddies and our lays for belgravia stakes day we're in the final stretch here on our Belgravia Stakes Day preview. Now, our Betfair best betting proposition for the day. Over to you, Terry. What's your Betfair best? Uh, I, my Betfair best is um, 
you can tell I'm multitasking. <laughs> Race seven, number one, Snow Dome. Um, a bit of money this morning, so it's shortened a little bit. Hopefully, we can get a recover to $2.50. My best result for the day will be Billy Ray, though, because I'm hoping, okay. as I said, we get 5 $6, and that'll be my result for the day. But my best in bet the, is race uh, seven. In the turbocharged get-out stakes there to, exactly uh, right. to end the day. All right. All exactly right, my right. bet fair best, I'm, um, I'm rolling with uh, – Brad Bet and Uncle Pete, race five, pennies a field, Betfair best. Oh, yeah. Penny, Brad will like that. Pennies a field, Betfair best. Mm, You're Maddie. Okay. My Maddie, uh, we will go with race three um, and hope I don't slip up here. BJ, we'll go with banana in race three. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's it's a, a cracker, isn't interesting. it? How's um, Brett Pope back in business last Saturday, requisition, getting the money? Yeah, it was really good, mate. Really enjoyed watching Requisition get past Halatorian late. So that was uh, that was wonderful. So thanks yeah. very much. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Brett. I, th- I think um, Brett trains a lot of winners, but I reckon that's the first one that I've uh, I've joined in um, with Brett for a uh, for quite a while. Yeah, uh, Requisition. I don't mind that the little the little trumpet uh, when your your horse gets beaten by it as well. No, I don't mind that. That's that's a good well played, BJ. We'll, we'll give him that one, listeners. We'll give him that one. The little. Yeah. Take that, Terry and Brad and Tommy and Call that. Chrissy Call Nelson, that. all the lads involved. Mitch McLenna, Henny, 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 the Potters. Take that, Kyle. You shouldn't have put the marker at the wrong place. Halatorian, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next start. Get on. Um, right, my my Maddie for the day is early. I, I think that good vibes will start twenty to one plus. Uh, number five, first starter, Stephen and Neville Parnham. And I think it can run a race at a price there in the two-year-old opener. Good vibe, race one. All right. Uh, lay, lay of the day. Uh, I already told you. Race one, number one, Brave Halo, the seventy prop to run a place. Very good. Very good. All right. I'm going to go on a limb here with same trainer, same stable as my Maddie, Stephen Parnham, Neville Parnham with Bustler in race eight. Um, he can be the best runner of the race and the best horse in the race and still get beat here. Uh, sticky setup from the gate and, um, yeah, like the horse, but I think the 250 is unders. So he is my current lay. Yep. Brave. I like it. Very brave. Very brave. You also, interesting. A few people got a similar mindset with Bustler. That's when you sort of can overcorrect and end up 370 late on Betfair. And, and becomes a bet. <laughs> well, exactly right. I'm, yeah. I said, I've not ascended in that race. So I'm pretty open to how I go about it. But um, there is the option from the gates too. You can ride him out to the breeze as well. So, mm. That's yeah. true. Good watch. Good watch. Yeah. The, the gate makes it very interesting. You'd think if he draws well, it'd be... Yeah, the gate makes the race for sure. Makes the market exactly as right. well, exactly I think. Right. Um, exactly right. So, yeah, that's uh, preview done. Terry? No, it was a pleasure as always, BJ. Make sure you go and enjoy your uh, your Cox Plate and your Manicato, Manicato steaks. That's one tonight, no? Manicato tonight. Yes. yes. Make yes. sure you enjoy your Manicato and your and your Cox Plate. Are you WA horses racing? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't done the, the done the deep dive yet. Um, okay. Mario, Mario Delina, uh, back yourself. We'll be, mm-hmm. we'll be channeling the spirit of Mario to uh, back ourselves at uh, Mooney Valley the next couple of days. So, um, yeah, it's gonna. I think there's a big, strong WA contingent over here. I think Latham Anderson might be here somewhere. There's a, there's a lot of crew over, so looking forward to getting out to the I think he the to watch um, Western Empire. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you yeah. did, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no so, class threes, unfortunately, on Cox, <laughs> Cox Plate, though. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if you're heading out to, to Mooney Valley um, tonight or uh, or tomorrow, pick us a message or on, uh, on Twitter and uh, we'll catch up. Should be good.
Very good. All right, BJ, we'll let you roll. Don't forget to donate uh, to the – have you got the website again there, BJ? Actually, I've got it in front of me. Uh, don't forget to do- donate to the team for Robbie Harvey, Coast Trek, Margaret River. 2022, it's coasttrek.com.au. Um, type in Robbie Harvey in the teams at the top where it says find a trekker or team. Great cause. Um, and, and yeah, BJ will post more from our Twitter page. Absolutely. And big, big thanks rather again. than follow my very poor instructions. Big thanks to, again to Tab Radio, uh, Taylor Cortland, Digby, Timmy Walker um, for allowing us to run the uh, the Tanya Harvey interview uh, as part of our show. So thanks again for uh, for the good folk there. And uh, yeah, so get around the cause. Um, all funds raised are, are going to uh, Beyond Blue. Very good. No, great stuff, BJ. You go and enjoy your manicado. You go and enjoy your Cox Plate Day. We'll just toil away here out west with a bit of rain coming this afternoon. <laughs> but uh, have a great weekend. And uh, thanks to our producer, Jen, as always, who's made this work from from long range. But BJ, until next week on The One One.